yeah it's like part of their release i guess um i have a hoodie and a couple other shirts too um pretty cool i got it whenever the uh the app before the app was actually out so i was helping him helping them beta test great there you go pretty cool yeah so it worked <laughs> but, uh, looks like an awesome shirt yeah he, he makes such comfy shirts man so yeah like i really don't care about the brand where they come from but they make some comfy shirts and um yeah well I, I don't really care about anything else as long as it's comfortable and it's long enough i am fine and he the length is yeah, key for me yeah so yeah because i know you like the one that i have from alpha elite um i just got some young la in and there's scallop shirt so it's like longer in the back and the front and the fabric's nice um it's just it's like thick you know so it's like really weird it's thick but yet breathable um and uh i, I have mixed feelings about it so i just see how how it fares in the uh, florida weather as far as like dry keeping me dry or how fast it dries after i sweat that's gonna be the key because i start sweating quick and then it's just like a mess and so i was trying to be like more vibrant with my colors because usually i'm just like black and gray <laughs> yeah um, i don't venture into too many colors that's for sure but it sounds a lot like the uh, i had one of the rock shirts the under armor shirts it was thick okay. but it was like it was i feel like it's exactly what you're talking about it was thick but it was like it felt like it was very breathable and and it's stretchy it's got the yeah i think they put spandex in it that's like a cotton spandex blend um yeah but uh i don't i think these are cotton poly <laughs> but yeah, yeah. the the oversized are really nice too i like those so makes me feel even smaller <laughs> i don't think you need any help with that oh man we, I love all, it. we all feel small don't you love the people that are like you look so small like they, they feel like like what do you know you're so small and then they meet you in person and they're like oh oh wow you're you're pretty big because like it's the opposite with the big guys you know what i mean um the people that are competing and bodybuilders like you know who has the big guy but when when we met him i was like oh like you're i mean yeah he's trying to downsize but i mean when you think about 255 pounds or whatever he is at his height you're, you're you should be thinking more more like ian by air you know that pops into your head kind of like that big so i don't know kind of funny it's weird ian how people carry, like carry a, their weight yeah ian, ian was did look like a gorilla he's a freaking tank man him ben chow was he was one of those people that that's deceivingly bigger um in the gym when he gets a pump you know what i mean even at him downsizing because he's still big He's a big dude, but his height kind of—it's kind of like you. It's like that height also makes you a bigger structure. But um, yeah, he was a—he's a big guy. But I'm like—I bet in the gym you're probably just like gnarly looking. It's funny. I feel like people think I look smaller than they expect. Because yeah. like when I'm in a shirt or in certain clothing, I don't look that big. But then I, once I take my shirt off or I'm doing some posing stuff. Like, oh, you're not you're not as small as you look. <laughs> yeah, and you start working out, and you get the pump and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. I like that feeling. <laughs> oh, it's a great feeling. It's exactly yeah. my feeling I had for back today. Yeah. What you as a pull day? Um, lower, lower back, upper back. You, how do you split your back day? 
uh, I legitimately just do a pull. So it's kind of an overall back day and then uh, mm-hmm. some bicep work, but I've been adding, I've been increasing volume on my arms throughout the entire week. So like every other day I'm doing a couple sets of buys and tries because I've neglected them for a decade and <laughs> I get to start doing them again. Um, that was actually one of my questions on my, my question feed I did a couple of days ago on Instagram. Someone was asking me what was my least favorite body part to work out and what was my favorite body part to work out. Um, my least, obviously my arm, because uh, they're small. Um, <laughs> you know they're small when your wife is like, you need to learn how to pose to actually make your arms look like how they do, but then sometimes bigger. <laughs> but then my favorite leg. Um, you know, I like to destroy myself. And it's usually the one thing that no one else does. And usually the, the squat rack free. So. Yeah. So before my knee injury, quads were probably my favorite day. After my knee injury, back. Like, I always enjoyed back. But I think back became number one uh, when I was limited in what I could do on legs for so long. But no. Now that I'm feeling pretty much 100% again, legs, legs are starting to become fun again. But yeah, anything like arms, shoulders. Luckily, I end up having like decent shoulders, but I hate I hate training everything everything from here down. So I don't like any of you. Yeah, but it's interesting. I think the people with like the best, well, the people who have the worst arm genetics, and then they eventually got like really good arms. I'm pretty sure they had like dedicated arm days, and then they would also throw in arm at least like one movement on like a push and pull day or something right i think wasn't like jay Cutler was talking about that or brad someone was saying that but then like when you get to that point to where they become pretty strong then um then you kind of just like add them on to your push and pull day maybe it's ron or dusty that sounds that sounds maybe more like them maybe it sounds like ron because ron's a tall guy yeah like i'm I was following him when he was still competing, but uh, last, like, how many every years he hasn't competed and he's been downsizing. So they're talking about something on the podcast. I'm like, oh, I want to go pull up those pictures from that show. Because, like, did he, he didn't, what, did he do one pro show once he turned pro? Or was he get, is that what he was getting ready for? And then he hurt himself. Either way, mm-hmm. I went and looked up what he called, what he said was his last show. And I'm like, he was freaking tall. Yeah, he's a big dude. I mean, 300 rep. So Ron Partlow, rep 300. 300 because he was 300 pounds, right? Yeah. And I yeah, think he I got mean, bigger than that. That yeah. was just what he got known as on the message boards when he was like, like the first time he hit 300 pounds, he was on some message board. So he changed yeah. his name and then everyone just, I missed the whole message boards days. I was not around for any of that stuff. Man, I miss those, but the but then they're still hanging around and it is like some bad information floating around out there <laughs> that people still believe is like good. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's retired, got some big arms still for, he's like what, six foot something, maybe six foot. I mean, six, two or six, three. Yeah, man, he's got some big arms. Yeah. But um, they always say, if you want, um, see, and, and sometimes in certain poses or not poses, but certain positions of the camera, his arms look small, right? For his size. 
But um, again, um, they they say if you want to learn how to grow a body part, ask the guy who had that weak that body part as a very weak body part. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the people that ask genetically, like any person that easily had a body part or it was a genetic gift, they are not the ones you want to ask. Like right. they they thought about doing their bicep curl and their arm grew. Yeah, you don't ask Phil Heath how to get bigger bicep. <laughs> Do you know who I was going to say for that same example? And I think it might even be a better example. Charles Griffin. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Charles. Yeah, that's Dude. true. Nutty. Uh, on the, uh, what was it? Geared up, the Facebook group, and obviously yeah. the old podcast. Uh, they did a best biceps challenge and Charles won it at, because I was, I was at Charles Griffin's first show and like he turned pro, like I was competing in shows like right around him. I didn't, do, but like the, he did the uh, Mr. Minnesota show. I was there and then kind of watched him just explode, but it was early in his career and he just posted a picture of his insane freaking bicep. And he won that challenge hands down. Yeah, true. That's a big, the big guy, man. Big dude. Um, yeah. yeah. Feel like he's a little bit deceiving standing alone, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, what was what was the main topic about today that you're wanting to ask? Oh, the only thing I want to talk about is uh, the temperature question. So on the podcast, yeah. if you had to be in uncomfortably hot or uncomfortably cold, what would you pick? And I feel like it's a very easy answer. Like if we're just like, you you can't temperature regulate the outside. So you can't go into air conditioning or you can't go into heat. But like you have basic stuff, like you assume you would have a hoodie or something. I feel like this is such an easy answer. I would 100% rather be cold than hot. And it's a very simple argument. I'm like, you can always put on more clothes. You can't take your skin off. Like, there is only so far you can peel down. And if it's still hot, it's still hot. Like, when our air conditioning was out here in freaking Florida, while I had the vivid, it was 95 degrees in my place. With being sick and no air conditioning for like whatever five days straight, it was a living nightmare. It was the worst. Yeah, I can deal cold. Yeah, um, it's funny. I was listening to the Ron and Dusty show. They had someone that asked like relatively the same question: um, Would you rather like do everything cold or hot? Like uncomfortably cold or uncomfortably hot, like your food and everything. So besides just living, cold for sure, man. Um, a the reasons why you you brought it up, but B, your body will start to shiver to produce its own heat. Your body can't turn on its own AC. It it does that by sweating, and then whatever environment you're in, if you're in Florida, you just have that humidity. So like the sweat really doesn't work. So Jesus continues sweating and get more humidity out of that sweat. Like when we take a shower here, dude, it feels like I have to take another shower as soon as I step out of the shower. 
And then also during the cold, your body goes through a physiological process by creating brown fat out of the tissue, right? So now you can create more heat at less body fat percentage technically, but you can always, and in that situation, they never said anything about food rationing. So you can always eat more food, throw on more fat, more blubber, more insulation. And so you can have brown fat and fat be insulated. So for sure, I would rather be cold, uncomfortably cold than hot. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of variables. I think Ian was like, he's like, there's other questions or there's other things that we need to know about it. Like for sure, man, there's a lot more variables. Like where are you at demographically? Like when in this heat or in this cold, like if it's like Antarctica or like these like tundra Can Canadian like weather. Okay, like obviously you're gonna like freeze to death at a certain but you point. But you could have a heat and, stroke too. Right, exactly. But like your your when you freeze, like you get frostbite, which feels like burning. So it's like because I think there was something talked about it being burned, like you get burnt versus not getting burnt. Whereas like, well, frostbite, you technically are burning your body to a degree. But yeah, I, I forgot the whole situation, but like definitely survival skill wise, the skinnier you are, you're gonna die quicker in the cold because of frostbite but you might be able to outlast the heat enough to might be able to outlast the person who's in the cold if you're in the heat but you might be delirious the entire time because you're still like so close to heat stroke <laughs> Let, let's just assume you're not gonna die either way let's say the question is you are gonna survive whatever degree of yeah horrible that is cold I would say cold um, because I've never been to like I've hmm, like I've never been to like Africa to where people live in the heat like that. So I don't know if there's like an adaptive process to that or if there's like no humidity because you know like in Arizona and Utah you literally you're under the sun with like 100 degrees 102 110 or whatever it is. You go underneath a tree and then you can actually stop flooding, right? It's like, because there's no humidity. I don't know, I, but I still feel like I would die of dehydration and a heat stroke before I would freeze to death. Yeah, and just, I've, I grew up in Minnesota. I was obese at this time, but I would yeah. literally fall asleep with my window open and I'd wake up with a snowdrift on my blanket and I was fine. See, so and I'm just want to close it. Yeah, I mean that's coming from. Yeah, I mean I don't know, man. Like I'm a born Floridian, but um, I got I get really uncomfortable when it's hot. Like, like me too. Like in the in when the house is 76, that um my wife likes it. I like right now. I I'm kind of sweating a little bit. So, and um, I would have to divorce her. <laughs> Yeah. So at night, during the day, 72, 74, cool. No issues there. But at night, as soon as I'm getting ready to go to sleep, 68 or colder. Like, when I would move in with a new roommate or something, I'm like, this will not work if temperature. It's like, the if I was going to move in and be like, are you a silly serial killer? I'm like, ah, I'll be fine either way. Temperature, 68 or colder. I can't do it. 
<laughs> that reminds me of roommates that we had back in college. And um, oh, this one kid, he would always, um, he would always fry his chicken, right? And so we had in a one, two, three, in a four bedroom apartment, we had, I think six guys living there at once. We had some bug beds. And so rent was very, very cheap. And um, we let this one kid come and live with us. And he started frying chicken so like, he can get the grease everywhere. And I'm trying to keep this place nice because we also get a discount because none of us were really home. We're all at school or working. And um, and some and another kid worked overnight, right? So whatever, like no one was ever home. So we used that as a like a display apartment um, for that size. And so they give us a discount on top of that. And they're like, hey, you guys have to keep it clean. So when we take people, we'll walk them through it. We'll give you a call, give you a heads up. Um, so we like, again, we're college students. We really didn't have much in the place anyways. So um, I was like, okay, dude, you got to keep it clean, man. That's how we get an extra discount. So I mean, I was paying like a hundred bucks per month. Like everything. That's so nice. Everything, right? So awesome. And I was sharing a room, but we were sharing a room with the bathroom and the master, right? So it's like, holy cool. He, he continues to not listen. So I, then I start putting like the aluminum foil kind of like on the, like the days that be, they're not going to come in and show the house or the apartment. But homeboy takes it off and then he still doesn't clean stuff up. And then he starts eating other people's food. And, um, and I remember I got so pissed off with him. We had this like, remember that ab chair? The blue yes. thing? Yes. So <laughs> I, my roommate loved playing video games. And he did that and he like would do ads during the middle of like playing Madden or NCAA. And um, I took that thing and I put it in front of this other kid's door. So when he walked out, he looked on the second floor. He walked out, he tripped over it and went all the way down the stairs and fell. And, you know, I probably could have killed him in hindsight. Um, he's, he's a pretty fat kid. Um, but then, you know, he got he got back up and then he was like saying stuff in my face. And I was, I was like already like furious. And then that punched him. I'm punching freaking hard and then throw them back into the wall, bust the wall. So, you know, again, we had to pay for that and all that stuff. But I just remember getting so many fights from that kid. And it's because, like, like man, it just it didn't work out. Like, we were trying to be so nice to the kid and be like, man, we've got a cheap place. He's got to keep it clean. That's it. That's all we care. But then when he started eating other people's food, that's when it was just like, nah, like, like you can't do this. And I even got to the point where, I, like, I was putting in, like, laxative in certain foods. And so like, I knew that he was eating so <laughs> that's hilarious and then like same thing i did with um i think i did it with spaghetti sauce i um i bought creatine and i poured the entire thing of creatine in there right oh yeah i probably could have killed the kidney but he i just remember him retaining so much water and he was so worried and i'm like i know that he ate my freaking like tomato sauce <laughs> and you were just gonna uh, get jacked if you did it you're like eh, i'll take yeah, a little extra creatine yeah, what if you got like super jacked I'm like dang it <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's funny you didn't even have to tell me his weight when you said he fries all of his chicken <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like he sounds very lean uh, it smells so bad in there. I can't stand the smell of fried food I just I know people love McDonald's and stuff but if I if my kids eat french fries in the car I ah, oh, I hate that smell um, driving by McDonald's or fast food places uh Makes me so nauseous, man. The the fries I make at home in my air fryer are for sure better than any fries you could order out. Like, and it smells uh, better too, though. Like it smells like legit. 
like it yeah it doesn't smell like like you're eating like you like you're going to eat a piece of oil steak you know yeah 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 no see normally i i don't like any out to eat fries because i react to canola oil so if there's a i can literally tell just like but like get flimmy and stuff yeah. if there's too much canola oil in them i think uh I haven't had them forever, but five guys, I think they use peanut oil and I have less issues with that, but I still prefer the fries I make. Yeah. I think McDonald's used to use peanut oil back in the day, uh, back in the early nineties, late eighties. Um, yeah. Cause I, I never had McDonald's fries because I was allergic to peanut uh, as a kid. So wasn't really missing out on anything, but I ended up getting checkered French fries and you know, those, those were good because the grease was going through the bag onto the table. Uh, so those like are five guys. way better. <laughs> yeah, checker checker tribes. Have you had those or rallies? In the other, coast? I can't say it. they weren't okay. really a thing back in Minnesota when I was fat. Okay, yeah, they are the worst thing for you. They, I don't, I, I don't know what they cook in them, like lard. I have no idea. But dude, the five guys fries. The, the five guys fries are that oily too. Like that brown five guys bag gets just yeah, soaked. yeah. The it gets soaked, right? But I'm telling you, I think checkers, dude, people can leave comments. That legit goes through the bag. Like, it's terrible. Um, but, uh, yeah. Do you, uh, so, I have a potential new client that has a whole host of ailments. And I won't really say anything directly. But what would you do so there's actually a couple right now that are inquiring and one is considering uh she competes in w w whatever bf whatever the other federation is and was considering anavar and i'm like and just asking generic questions i'm like without a way more background like i'm not going to advise anything on this like you can't just ask me with no background what someone should do, like no prior experience, like no nothing. I'm like, especially being just, I don't know. I struggle to recommend just like blanket things like that. I'm like, I'm going to need so much more information before we even consider that. But yeah. uh, this previous one, they were, so it's actually a, referral from another client but he knows this person and he so he or the referral person put the issues that they're dealing with it's an extremely low test however on the blood work it was actually high test so I don't know how they're reading that wrong but like for female reference range like it literally had the high arrow right next to it, but total earth that was for total free was like in a normal range, but they had this on the list of things to, anyway, pituitary gland, low HGH, not functioning, hypothyroidism, insulin sensitivity came with that and IBS. It sounds like a fucking shit show. Wait, so um, the 
So these wait, these are from the blood work that shows the numbers, or the, is this the, the dictation? Before I got sent the blood work, it was. Oh. Do you think you could help this person? And then a list oh, of those okay. issues. Gotcha. And okay, then, but now, uh, but now you have the blood work now, or no? Uh, blood work, but it had very minimal stuff on it. Like okay, okay, uh, yeah, that's what you were talking about before. Okay, yeah, so, but. Well, the test, the testosterone, the total testosterone, like what? Like, let's say it's like, it, what? It was like maybe in the 50s? No, so. Because, um, and when was the test taken during her um, cycle? Was she on cycle? Like her period? So I, so I would have, have to, to, oh. Yeah, you'd have to figure out, because if it's during her, uh, her um, luteinal phase, her testosterone will be higher. Yeah, so uh, they have multiple so i have to go back and look through the um text messages but this one was 116 but it looks like the previous one was five so they have two separate it's funny i didn't even i completely missed the first one they sent because they sent multiple so the first one was low it uh legitimately was at five but then the next one that i got sent was at 116 the one that was it was this was the latest test it was taken during the highest point of menstruation or the highest point of menstrual cycle so 116 so that would be okay yeah i mean it's supposed to be high sometimes some women are a little bit more androgenic as far as like their testosterone being higher during the um, luteal phase but the first one sounds like she's at like her follicular phase, which is going to be like really low. Um, I mean, some I don't know why it'd be that low. I'm um, also like, what was she, like, how was her previous night's sleep and things like that before that? Apparently, she's a really good sleeper, which like uh, the whole list of things it said, I'm like, I'm guessing she struggles to sleep because like those insulin sensitivity, yeah. fast, like high blood glucose levels, like those things all made me think sleep right away. But apparently yeah. she sleeps well. So, yeah, the definition of people sleeping well, I think it's kind of skewed. I asked her if, I'm like, we might need to get a sleep study. Just because you're unconscious for that period of time doesn't mean you're getting quality sleep. Yeah. And some people think that, like, like to some people, they they have this, like, weird symptom of, like, them. Um they think they're dreaming or they think they're asleep, but like their body's not really asleep. So it's never hitting REM stage. Like, I mean, I have trouble sleeping. So I kind of like have some like experience with this and you'll sit there and you'll feel like you're asleep. But um, I know I'm not because I'm very restless. I, and I wake up very, very abruptly from little noises. So, um, and my blood work sometimes has shown that as far as like it being really like my hormones kind of out of whack or the next morning I'm retaining more water or yeah, like water around my lower midsection, which usually means I have some, um, well, glucose problem. So my glucose is probably higher than my fasted glucose is probably higher in the morning and I'm probably a little bit more stressed out than I should be. Should be, I'm probably releasing more cortisol than what I need to, to wake up. Cause I've probably been re- just spouting out cortisol throughout the entire night because I know I am because I'm waking up to go pee. So, um, so I mean, that's where I think people need to maybe take a look at, like, maybe you're not hitting REM sleep. Maybe you need some theanine to help get rid of those catecholamines 
and that might help you actually get into that parasympathetic system and actually rest um especially like if she does have like if she gets up and pees during the middle of the night um if she drinks like even if she didn't like if she like didn't drink anything like like two hours before going to bed and she finds herself waking up in the middle of the night going pee yeah you probably have i had a whole mean um so you are probably in a very stressful state yeah, so I wasn't talking to the person direct. It was like a middle person, and yeah. I was in the middle of my workout when I got the message. So like, I didn't even see that first. I seen only the one blood panel, so I didn't even see the first one until just now. But yeah, yeah until she, she reaches mm -hmm. out and she's serious about working with me, I'm like I'm not gonna like that's too much stuff to dig into right now. Yeah, like or um, sometimes uh, you ever get clients that are like. They send you these test results and they do have like a really low testosterone like that. <clears throat> Let's say she's, you know, not even like on her cycle during that time, her menstrual cycle. Um, maybe she took a like oral cycle of something and it suppressed her natural testosterone. Um, so sometimes people do that, you know, more notorious than men. Uh, they take poor hormones or things like that. And poor hormones will suppress your testosterone. And then when you go get a check, doctor's going to be like, oh man, you're your, your total test is like down and uh, they'll be able to prescribe test free or they'll be able to prescribe um, TRT uh, due to the low free and total testosterone. I mean, it, it's, and it's sometimes it's things that people do on purpose, but sometimes people don't understand like, you know, this hormone actually did that effect that that pro hormone did. So, I mean, if you're asking about Anavar first going to a coach, hey, that's kind of different, inappropriate. Different person. Oh, this is two yeah. two separate people. I don't think this first one that had that whole list of things. The other one is like she makes a okay. good living in fitness. So, She's competed before. Uh, okay. Those type of things was the second okay. person. Yeah, that first person probably to me it sounds like sleep stress, and we know that you know the first time you ever a client well, reaches out to you, they're probably not one hundred percent honest, or they don't realize that they're not honest. Like, or they're missing important things. Yeah. Yeah. But again, when I got sent that stuff, I was literally in the middle of my workout and then I was driving home. <laughs> so I was like yeah. trying to take a quick glance at it and give like some feedback. Yeah. And then I sent some testimonials that I have of like, he's like, do you think this is something that you'd be comfortable working with? I'm like, here's four testimonials of stuff I've done with other people in the same category. Uh, so I sent that off. But yeah. It, even though that sleep is not an issue, I think I still think there's something. And there was another comment. She was apparently she was put on metformin and it did not make any improvements, but she was put on 500 milligrams a day. Like I know 10, they tend to recommend it a little bit higher than that in some cases, but on one dose a day, which was 500 milligrams, apparently it didn't have any benefit is what I was told. Prescribed from a doctor. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, because I mean, you can, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions. Um, but like, if they prescribed her metformin, but she, she, you said she was hypothyroid as well. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. prescribe her like, um, any type of like uh, uh, armor, so, like the T three T four blend. Like, it's kind of so weird. on the on one of the blood panels that she sent me. Her TSH was normal. So I don't know if she's already on something that's 
eating that, but the that first panel that actually showed the low testosterone, which I didn't even see the first time. Yeah. Uh, that that one shows. Uh, yeah. Basically, right in the middle of the reference range. So. If, yeah. Also. It, huh. Go ahead. Um, when she says that the metformin didn't work, is that based on her blood blood sugar reading, or is that based on how she feels? So I asked. So I made a comment. I'm like, oh, so do they have a, a blood glucose monitor or like a uh, like a continuous blood glucose monitor? And the answer was yeah. no. I'm like, yeah, we don't know. You, we don't. Yeah, know we have no idea. Yeah, it's funny how some people they they're like, oh, I know my body. I know when things work. I know when things don't. I'm like. You know, if we did that, like, let's say, hey, um, let's go have heart surgery um, because I, I'm a doctor and I feel like, you know, due to the, the water, you know, the edema in your left leg, some of the, um, the symptoms that you're having, I believe you have, um, you know, uh, you know, like a left ventricular hypertrophy, right? Or whatever. Like, let's go put a stint on it. I feel like you have that. Like, I don't think that you would be okay with that. Like, I think you want some sort of data some sort of numbers to be like, hey, yeah, this is this is what's coming back as like the reason why we need to do this. Um, I, I don't know where the movement went from getting numbers or um, having data to just having feelings. And, and I think it's skewed a bit because um, I might be off, but I think now we see people who are newer to the industry and they are watching videos or following influencers who have been doing this for such a long time, you know when your sh blood sugar is probably like 70 or 60, right? Like you probably know, you can feel it because you've been doing it for so long, you've tracked it before and you know when it's higher. Uh, same thing, like you know what, what six ounces of chicken breast looks like because you've been eating that amount at the same time, right? Like we, we know. And so, we, but the, what they don't really understand is that we were actually tracking these things for years. And then after that, now we kind of have the flexibility and the, and the uh, intuition. So now we are, we have intuitive um, uh, like notation that we're able to actually go by and we can feel or understand, but we're not always 100% sure. I still check my blood. I, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't like to say no. I'm like, I have a good guess Yeah. when I'm in a certain place, but like, I'm not going to be like, oh, like I'm whatever like i i could have a hunch i'm like oh this is mm -hmm. how i normally feel when x and yeah. then if i have the ability to measure it like glucose or something then you can go measure it yeah i mean to me it's just silly to think that you can start this and understand your body whenever apparently you haven't understood your body for however long because you look or feel the way that you do so um i think that's kind of where some people get this, um, this like movement, I guess you would call it. Yeah, obviously this person reaches out, which I feel like it's going to be unlikely, but I'm going to yeah. have a lot more questions. Yeah, hopefully they would. I mean, I mean, when you have all those problems and like you have a resource that's affordable to be able to help you, it's not like, like, do you think that people are like, oh, once I start this with you it's going to be forever i have to stay with you like you know i tell people i'm like hey like 
if you just want to be with me for a month or three months, usually I stay three months to help at least get some sort of like habit. I'm like, you know, don't come back to me um, until you hit, until you stall somewhere and then come back to me, you know, or if you need some sort of change, then come back to me. But you don't need to be stuck with me forever. I really don't want you stuck with me forever as a client. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather see you. I'd rather me, like I feel better whenever someone's like, okay, I have a grasp of what I'm doing. I've seen the progress and let me go and, and continue what I'm doing. And then I'll stay in contact with you. But yeah. Yeah. It's when someone comes, I'm like, I don't try to give them, I'm like, if someone wants to sign up for a month and they have a bunch of stuff going on, I'm like, if you're not more committed than four weeks, I'm like, this is probably going to be a waste of both of our time. Yeah. But I do, like I tell every client, I'm like, anytime you have questions, like I explain why I do things and the reason why we're doing certain things, because it helps with buying, it helps the client actually follow through with things too. But then I, I push clients. I'm like, ask me questions. Like, I want you to understand why we're doing something. So if it's something that, I send over it and I'm like, oh, this is pretty straightforward. Like, I don't have to explain why we're doing this. But if they don't understand, I'm like, ask. Like, this is stuff I want my clients to under actually understand and know why we're doing certain things. Because it really, really frustrates me when we're doing something. And then a client gets asked by a trainer or somebody else. And either they give no answer, even though I've explained it to them multiple times because I feel like it makes me look bad or they even give a wrong answer. Like both of those things irritate me a lot. So like I'm big on trying to help them understand why we're doing something. So if they get asked by like, they come in and you're helping them at the vitamin shop and Oh, my trainer has me doing this. You're probably going to have a follow-up question. Yeah. Cause a lot of trainers have a lot of people do stupid stuff. Yeah. I want my client to be answered, able to answer that follow-up question. Yeah. And I do that all the time too. People come in with those lists like, oh, I got to get this. My trainer told me to get this. I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> I don't know. He just told me to get it. I'm like, that's terrible. Like, like why would you do that? Like, I just had I someone. Question. Yeah. I just had someone uh, leave with like their trainer had her picking up like $230 worth of stuff. And half the stuff made no sense for what she was saying she was trying to do. And she had no understanding of why she was taking me to things. And it wasn't specific. Like there wasn't specific forms. There wasn't a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, even the uh, liquid L-carnitine. He's like, oh, it said one tablespoon. I'm like, there's multiple different strengths. I'm like, 1,100, 3,000. Like how many, how many grams? Like, and just yeah. like stuff like that. So I actually... That person followed me on Instagram. I sent them some stuff because they were dealing with some back pain stuff, which I've helped a lot of my clients with. Literally, I've, I helped my current chiropractor and client so much with the stuff that I introduced or like went, had her do that she yeah. started utilizing some of that stuff with her patients. So like I, some basic stuff, I sent that over to her. Yeah. And that person, I sent all that stuff. I'm like, just go ask questions like why like what's the like some of the stuff like had nothing to do with fat loss whatsoever and yeah. like like when she uh asked for glutamine i'm like oh digestive issues she's like oh not at all like recovery <laughs> she's like ah oh. so like even I, i'm like i feel like i'm like go 
because uh, it was a budget constraint too. Because when I, I had it all scanned up, rang, uh, used a coupon that was there, and then she was like, visibly like, "Oh, this is too expensive. Like, what can yeah, we take off?" <laughs> oh, so, she, she asked. So they're 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 paying that plus the personal trainer's fee for the month too. And I so I recommend a decent amount of health supplements, but like. I feel like my clients, I explain to them why each thing's in there so they, they can feel confident in that purchase. Like, yeah. Well, she's like, oh, she's like, oh, based on my goals, which ones, of the, which one of these would you take off a few? Uh, whatever. Like, all, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, half the shit makes no sense. Like, yeah. it has almost nothing to do with what you're saying you're trying to do and if you don't have pre-exist like if you don't have a a health situation that you're trying to improve to help the whole overall process like some of the stuff i was like oh no how do you feel about cla i think it's a waste of money uh there's no real data that shows anything as far as i agree 100 but then from the anecdotal side i've never seen anything and it's very well marketed um Marketing is where they get you. And me and my wife had a conversation about this um, driving back from where we were. And, um, you know, it's a, it's sad that there's companies out there that they will market things that are unnecessary to the demographic that has the least amount of money. And the reason why is that the poor demographic will buy those things. And we know this. And they will forego other things that are necessities to get these supplemental things and whether that be nice shoes, nice clothes, supplements, I think it's going to make them healthier or achieve some sort of goal. It's, it's a really big marketing boy and it goes beyond the supplement industry. It just, it's governmental does the same thing. Does it to our school systems? I mean, it's that they market these terrible, terrible ideas and CLA has always been there as one of those. Because yeah. you can get it from grass-fed beef. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, real quick on that. So, like, when it comes to CLA, like, most people, like, oh, it helps me burn fat or helps me do this. I'm like, no, the only study done on the tolerant form of CLA helped preserve lean muscle mass in the calorie deficit. However, that's because you're physically adding fat to your diet. Like, there's more calories now. So, yes, you're going to maintain a little bit more lean tissue. I think if you went gram for gram, taking, say, an omega-3 supplement to a CLA, I think you'd get all those same benefits plus, but uh, that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, and those I'm, studies, they were also participants who started a new um, training resistance program, new diet, increased their protein. And this was conducted by EAS back in the day. It was the first study, which kind of blew this up. And um, um, who was that? Patrick Arnold on EAS? I don't remember, but the, the studies are very and you they just they show the before graph we move on real quick of that so yeah it's so, very bad there's literally people that come to me trying to get my opinion on certain supplements or anabolics and all this stuff and then i'm like how's your training like how are these other things and yeah. they will literally not pay a coach equivalent or sometimes even less money but they'll go spend all this money on supplements whether it's natural supplements or gear not have anything else in place, screw up their health. And like, they literally pay money 
to either not get the results or screw up their health, but they won't pay for the information where you could probably get all that results, if not more, either on none of it or you know, like correctly deploying certain things. And right. I see it all the time. It's like, dude, you're, yeah. the questions you're asking me makes me very confident you should not be dealing with half the stuff by yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's, it's in bodybuilding, it's in fitness, it's in everything, right? I mean, it's let's say for health, it's the foundation, it's food. Food and activity, food being important. If you want to put on mass, you want to put on muscle, you want to lose weight, you have to manipulate food. Um, and then the drugs come in and they polish things off. But, um, I, I mean, people think that certain steroids or certain peptides, growth hormone, growth hormone retardedly overrated um, for the average person. <laughs> um you you know food is your foundation and physical activity helps to move that food or those nutrients into whatever area they need to be utilized in and then that makes um a really good base for you to have um a solid like solid physique and mind um it's kind of like when people it's like if you were to buy a house you don't go and you pick out your freaking fixtures and rugs before you even have your building your house built like so the, the the drugs and the supplements those are all the fixtures the add-ons that you're putting onto the house it's like the act the like anavar that's like getting an accent wall on your finished house behind your tv right like you have your tv like you don't buy like you don't put the accent wall and be like okay let's start building the house around this accent wall like you just don't do that you don't be like all right here's the rug that we bought for the house Here's the sink. No, you build the house. You make sure that that's done because guess what? You buy all the access and you're like, hey, um, unfortunately, we don't have enough money to finish this house. So, uh, all right. You know, I mean, that just it literally makes zero sense. Um, and I and I use that like that all the time. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, okay. The use of amino acids, like branch chain amino acids, essential amino acids, and fat loss for the average person isn't going to help you. I'm sorry, it's just not. Your diet will dictate that. If you start taking in amino acids, let's say they start doing it a scoop to three scoops a day, and you have you have adequate amount of protein. Okay, we're talking about people who have adequate amount of protein and they have handled their nutrition well. You don't need that as your intro workout. I'm sorry. If you're a bodybuilder, maybe taking compounds things like that. If you're an athlete, powerlifter. Okay, now we're in a different story. But the average person, don't waste your money on amino acids, branched-chain amino acids, essential amino acids. What happens is it has a lot of leucine. Leucine is going to increase the amount of insulin output. Insulin is a hormone that helps you build, build fat, build muscle, build bone, build, just build anything. If your diet's not important, you're overeating calories, fats and carbohydrates, and under-eating protein, those, that, that spike in insulin isn't going to help you build muscle if you're not doing the movement the resistance um, and it getting an adequate amount of protein is actually going to help you start to store body fat or because like you'll see that around people in their midsection. That's going to be the first thing that happens. So because your insulin spikes without the glucose, I mean, that's great, right? However, that's sometimes bad because if you don't have enough protein and you're breaking down protein during the workout and you have an insulin spike without the glucose spike, well, then now you start breaking down amino acids from that 
that uh, from the muscle. And then now the amino acids are being attached to the insulin cause glucose neogenesis. So this is happening with like one of uh, my clients. Um, don't want to disclose any name, but to, um, this, this person is a, a VP for a hospital. And so um, very, very active and not enough time to eat and very stressful situation right now. And so <clears throat> it's a, uh, it, it, it's tough because then you see phosphorus levels go up really high in her blood, blood work. And there's, there's just a lot of bad things. And she's not taking amino acids, but I'm saying this is naturally happening with her body regardless, right? It's just breaking down tissue to help her move on with her day. But people who are trying to help with fat loss, and I think EAAs are going to do that because their coach says so, their, their coach that they that works at Crunch. And you know, they're going to start adding on fat if they don't have their diet down correct. So I might have a little different view on like essential amino acids than you, uh, like in a calorie deficit uh, and just for like soreness, like even someone that's kind of new, I've seen a lot of people in, like decrease the amount of soreness. So like when they're brand new, like sometimes they're really sore or I, you I, like I would, if I was only going to use it in like a prep, scenario or an off-season scenario i like to use it in a calorie deficit to try to maintain as the lean, as much lean tissue as possible so yeah you're already probably eating a little more protein than you normally would to maintain but i i do think i like it a little bit more than you do so i agree with you if it has hydration so i oh, think sometimes which, so, so I, if you're giving them the ones with hydration i is it the is it the high amount of leucine or is it the hydration so, I mean, I'm not sure what, what, like, what's, if the cart's in front of the horse or the horse in front of the cart at this point, and also what, how much lean tissue do they have? So are they eating enough adequate protein for the amount of lean tissue that they have? Um, for the average person, I don't, I really don't think it's worth it. Uh, I think hydration is a better key if it, because I can double, I mean, we can double blind test this with people and maybe this is a good thing to bring up with Matt. Um, is um, if you were to give them like a hydration endurance powder versus an amino acid powder, I bet they would recover way better with this thing. Um, and he has some other, obviously like elevate ATPs because that's gonna help with your. Um, so the two I like the most for that I've been recommending, at least in the vitamin shop, is uh the body tech elite one that has a little bit of ashwagandha, the hydration. So like the coconut water powder for hydration, yeah. the, that yeah. stuff along with the, uh, all nine essential amino acids or the HD muscle one, which also has the hydration stuff, hydration. but it has yeah. Pico too as well. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, there's other things that are going in there. I just, for me, I would say get your protein cause it's going to have way more amino acid profile than just those nine essential amino acids. Um, but the hydration is awesome. So if you buy that for the hydration and you have that budget to, to spend that on that hydration, go ahead. By all means, go ahead. I think the hydration might actually benefit you more and you, and you'll reduce the risk of you adding on body fat due to a breakdown of amino acids uh, from your natural muscle, assuming that a lot of times these people, they don't have a lot of lean muscle mass on them. Right. So, I mean, and you don't, you don't need that much protein, right? But if you're a busy, busy person and you're under eating and you're overactive than what you really think you are, like nurses and you know people who are like on their feet all day, construction workers, 
<clears throat> sometimes it's, it's a hindrance and like they, they they're like oh i want amino acids versus a protein powder i'm like mm-hmm. i'd probably go the protein powder really if i had to go with anything and then just do half a scoop and then throw in some salt and stuff um i i think that's what um i i don't know i come i come from old school where my coach was matt porter so it's it's like old school mentality um but that's usually what he did for our insurance because really we didn't have like really good EAs back then. They did terrible. Um, so you so do like half, you do half a scoop of vanilla, um, uh, ice split protein, and then you would do salts and stuff. And then that would be your intro workout with some carbs. Right. So it's like, um, that's what I grew up on. So, yeah. But if we, how about we make this argument? It's a brand new person. Yeah. They're just getting into this. You're looking at on average probably a dollar per day for an amino acid product. But if yeah. you then associate a routine or even the placebo effect, like even if it was just colored water, if it if that yeah. helps yeah. set the routine, like a lot of people do it with their pre-workouts. Yeah. Taking their pre-workout is part of their routine and they go train and that's what yeah. triggers it. Yeah. Um, so then, then it's have, worth it. Obviously. Yeah. Then it's worth it. Because they're they, but they're also drinking more water too. Like if I didn't have flavors, if I didn't have flavored water, I would have drinking water. You you've never seen me drink plain water. <laughs> My wife yeah. never sees me drink plain water. We're in the car and I'm like, look, I just drink freaking uh, milk, chocolate milk. I'm not drinking water. I drink so much water, but nor like <laughs> you see, these are a liter and a half bottles. Yeah, I legitimately drink. Three of these during my workout alone. I think I talked to you or I talked to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I drink so much water. And that's why, like, I've had to increase. I'm a big component of sodium and salt. Yeah. I've had to literally increase my sodium more because I, liter and a half, I would be shocked if I ever drink less than six bottles of that a day. Like, six liter and a half bottles would probably be like my bare minimum that I drink. Yeah. Which is insane. It's a lot of water. Yeah, I need to drink more water. I'm, I'm terrible at that. Can you Google real quick? A gallon of water is how many liters? It's like 3.3, I think. Four, right? Uh, that's like four. Uh, is it like four? That made me feel better because if it's only if it's only like three, then I drink three gallons a day. Yeah, so it's like uh, four. Ish. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah. think about probably a gallon and a half bare minimum. Yeah, one point zero six gallon. Yeah. Okay. Um perfect. Yeah. I wonder why I pee so much. Um drink a lot of water, man. And um you're you're just healthier. <laughs> <laughs> so my ex the one that will probably be in the olympics i've never seen anyone drink water more consistently than her yeah like she like the most consistent like every whatever 15 20 minutes like just all throughout the day and <clears throat> i she was having issues uh when she played sports uh for a couple years in a row before she met me she would like pass out on the floor and i'm yeah. like and we went over stuff. She got checked out for a bunch of things. I'm like, so I was thinking it through. And this was a long time ago. Like, I feel like I know a lot more stuff now. But I'm like, it only happens during games, like sweating or during physical activity. I'm like, sounds like a hydration thing. So we got an electrolyte powder 
and added a little more salt to it. Yeah. Never passed out again. Not once. You know, what's funny. Um, first of all, my wife is one of those people where we go to like the grocery store and she has to bring a bottle of water. Um, that's annoying. But um, thinking back as kids growing up and going to do like practice or sports or whatever, right? You drink out of like the PVC water pipe. And um, I'm trying to think, man. I'm like, did my diet have that much salt in it? Because I remember my my like my football clothes getting like that salt stain. I'm like, how was I getting that much sodium? And where was it coming from? Because I was drinking a lot of water. And like I would not drink the Gatorade um whenever I would uh be during the games or at practice because it'd make me throw up uh that that sweetness. And um because that Florida heat, dude, it freaking sucked. And uh I would just drink tons and tons of water. I'm like Thinking back at it, man, like, I wonder how, like, sodium retention is different from kids to adults because my kids, dude, they run around all the time. They're, they're sweaty. Yeah, they smell. But I'm like, they don't get, like, like dehydrated to the point of, like, delirious or passing out. But I'm like, like, what? Like, what happens? Like, is it really the, all the muscle mass that we have? Or, like, like, I have no idea, like, why, why that is, why we age and we have these problems holding like water yeah i have no idea like, like i don't like and my kids don't really pee that much like compared to like how much they drink it's like how small their body is i'm like i don't know like our, <laughs> like our bodies our bodies have to grow i mean the 500 milliliters is like the max bladder so like that's like what you don't want to go beyond it's like i don't know it's kind of weird weird uh I need a need a smarter a smarter person to, to answer that for me. Yeah, I have no idea about different things, especially in that context. But everywhere I walk into, I have, I basically use the bathroom before I do anything. Like if I start walking around the grocery store, halfway through the grocery store, if I didn't use the bathroom first, I'm like push my cart all the way to the bathroom and then freaking start start my lap back over. I'm like, yeah, just get it out of the way. Sprouts has nice bathrooms. They do have good bathrooms. Yeah. Publix has gone downhill. They got to clean their bathrooms more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I got to go to Publix and get me some more sweet chili. I ran out and I want it for my salmon tonight. Sick. Guys, about to end this anyway. Um, they have to use the shower. All right. All right, man. Um, talk to you later. Good catching up with you. Yeah, always. Whenever you want, we can hop on here. I can chat all day.